this episode of the Fall. The demons couldn't get any worse. Marco's pulled out rule of the week. Port Adelaide, oh my goodness, are Brisbane the new premiership favourites, and much more. Hosted by Chris Pepper and Jamie Wallace, we bring you just how you like it every single week. Lace out. Now, on with the episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another magnificent audio experience. The Lace Out Podcast coming to your ears through Spotify, through Apple Podcasts, or however you've acquired the number one AFL podcast that's COVID-free 99% of the time. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and once again, I've got the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, and we're here to talk about the great game that's Australian rules football with you each and every single week. Before we get into it, Jamie, how are you feeling after your um, unfortunate loss on the weekend to the Brisbane Lions? I'm, um, you know what? I've had my loss, but then I had your loss to be comfortable in. And you know what, Peps? I know that you want to talk about it later. I want to talk about it now, but you want to talk about it later. So I'm not going to talk about it now. Oh, we've got plenty of things to talk about on another exciting episode of Lace Out. So remember, we're on, we're on live on our Facebook page each and every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. We're also uh, distributing our worldwide broadcast which is the Lace Out podcast as well for you to listen to. But yes, we've got plenty to get into. Let's start with Collingwood. Let's start what's what's happening with them. A number of things have happened over the last number of days. We've had some listener uh, questions come in asking about Eddie. There's just so much to talk about. Let's just get stuck in it right away. I guess we've got to go with the biggest story that sort of broke last Wednesday was, um, and we missed it by one day. Yep, what was that? And we touched on it on our uh, Tipped Out podcast. Let's start with the, uh, the Man of Steel. Who? Superman? Man of... who's, who's, yeah. the, who's the man of steel? Oh, yeah. steel side bottom. <laughs> uh, you're a funny guy. <laughs> funny guy. Didn't even pick it out what you were saying then. Yes. Steel side bottom. As, uh, he's got himself into a bit of mischief, didn't he? He has done himself a mischief, yes. He's done himself a mischief. Four weeks of mischief, apparently. Yeah, I, that, I didn't, I didn't um, know it was four weeks off, but um, just by walking out the wrong door, Peps. Well, 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 yes, he did walk out the wrong door, but let's, let's be honest. He's been found in the middle of the street with his undies on or no undies on. We still can't get confirmation of that. Um, we've also got ourselves a little bit of, how could you say, a little bit worse for wear. Uh, apparently after visiting Jeremy Howe's house, visiting apparently one of the co, uh, how would I say, co doctors or medical staff and then having to go down to Daniel Wells's house. I don't know about you, Jamie, but let's just say, look, we're, we've had our fair share of big nights over the years um, and you've probably had your fair share more than I have in some days and vice versa. Can I just say, never in my entire life have I had a reaction that bad to some sort of uh, alcoholic whiskey that I've ever ended up out in the middle of the street in a fairly... L- Lush part of Melbourne, a.k.a. Williamstown, just in my jocks, not knowing where I was. We've, Does we've that all, pass the sniff test or what? Uh, we've all had a bad night on whiskey, though. We can all admit we've had shocking nights on it. Oh, we've had shocking nights, no doubt about it. But Things I think the important pre- thing is, is that if you have a look at the sniff test, this one does not sit well. Now, there's been some rumours and innuendo throwing around a little bit. 
I don't think he was on the turf. So I think he was on a lot more than that. Can't prove it though. But I will say one thing. And I'll put this out if you want to have a bit of a conspiracy there, listeners. Because I saw what happened to Sam Newman last week and Don Scott and Mike Sheen. And Nicky Wimar took them for 100 grand. So I'm not willing to go down that far. Like I said to Jamie earlier on, I think the most I could give them is a rip curl towel and an, an empty Petra orange juice container from the, the mid-80s. I don't have much to my life. But I will say one thing. Have you noticed the steel side bottom has not been at training for the entire week? There's something in that. Because normally if somebody does go down on one of these misdemeanors, etc., they have to go to training and show their face and apologise to the group. I don't think he's been down at Collingwood since it's occurred. So, I don't know. Might have been a little bit more of that story. Which comes to my first point, Jamie Wallace, that I want to talk about, which sort of flows on from this. We know Collingwood are launching their own internal inquiry into what's going on with them, uh, especially yep. over the behaviour over the last number of years, which is totally understandable. One of the questions that came in over the chat uh, by John Stevens, I actually thought it was the, the lead singer, but apparently it's not. I actually, he asked a question along the lines of, uh, is, is it time for Eddie to go? Is it time for Eddie to move on? Mm-hmm. Uh, has he lost the players? Is he is he getting on with Bucks? All that, all these type of you know, questions that were flowing through, and you've got to look at it in perspective that he's been at that club for twenty one years as president. He's fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, 50, 53, Sorry, he's fifty three. That's he, he, so he took that on when he was thirty two. Good maths. That's a young president. Mm-hmm. He's done amazing things for that club. Absolutely. But he'll never go anywhere. Eddie is Collingwood. And unfortunately, he can't separate the media performer hat with the Mm -hmm. president hat. From day dot, that's why Tim Lane never ended up commentating with him all those years ago back on Channel 9. Because he was going to do those games for Collingwood. And he said, I'm not going to do it with Eddie unless he's not doing a Collingwood game. I yep. said, well, he is, and he decided to pull the pin and went to Channel 10. So what are you saying about Eddie? So, well, I don't think we're ever, he's ever going to be in that sweet spot where he can criticise other clubs because he's got the media hat on, but then next minute it's got the president hat on and he's defending them. So the whole Jack Stephen issue, we've gone through this. He had the whole Jack Stephen issue, wanted to find out what was going on, et cetera, so forth. But then on the flip side, if that happened... To his player, steel side bottom, let him go, it's all good, don't worry about it, it shouldn't be intruding. Can't have both. Yep. You can't say it from a media performer one way and then from a president from the other way. It's, it's, it's not good enough. It's been going on for years. It'll never change. He's been there for 21. He's going to be there for a lot longer. So are you, are you saying that Eddie is now hurting the club more than doing good for the club? I think that... I think what Matthew Lloyd did the other night on Footy Confidential where we challenged him for the exact reasons what we've been talking about, you know, saying we knew this thing was going to happen. You said this a number of weeks ago. He challenged him on it. We showed the footage of it and he sort of backtracks, but he really, it's interesting though. If you hear Eddie say mate, and I didn't think of this, but if he goes mate, you know you've got under his skin. He threw a couple of mates in there. So Lloyd, he did uh, the velvet sledgehammer justice. Just don't know. I just don't know whether, you know, I just don't know whether it's ever, it's never going to change. It's going to be tough. Eddie is Collingwood. Could you imagine? Could you imagine somebody else running it? I don't think you can. No, absolutely not. You know, maybe we could get Buzz 
buzzes on the chat, and he reckons that maybe, you know, Steele just had a bad night, give him a break. I think it was a bit more than a, a, a bad night. Hmm. What do you reckon? Uh, which, which what part would you want me to talk about? Oh, just, I think I think the thing also is is that when you when you when you're winning, you're when you're winning, your a lot of this stuff gets swept under the carpet. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. But because he's losing now, all it starts to come up to the surface. Yeah, and can't yep. do anything about it. Yeah. So, uh, what do you reckon? Uh, look, I think I think Eddie has done a wonderful job over the past, what would you say, 20-odd years, 20-something years of, of balancing that media and club president. And there's always been, through his whole career, there's been that contradiction of, of the president and, and going in and batting for his team yep. versus, um, versus the, the media performer, like you said. Recently, I mean, yes, there's been a few instances where he's got himself in trouble as the media performer slash president. I mean, we only have to go back as far as uh, five years ago with the Adam Goodson, Adam Good stuff. Oh yes, Belém. Um, you know that was a that was a big um, hoo ha. Then then you had the the years when Buckley wasn't winning and the Malthouse transition, where. Um, that was handled poorly and people oh, were poorly. <laughs> that was disgusting the way that it was handled. So they had a the guy people... that led him to a premiership and it was a little bit away from going back to back. And they booted him for a rookie coach. And but this is where, yeah, but I think Eddie, this is, this is a strength of Eddie as well. Any other president may have rolled over and said, that's it. And, and media would have just absolutely, um, beat down the doors, but Eddie seems to have a bit of a Teflon about him. Oh. Um, and, and, and I do think that he has been probably, um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to say it now, as much as I hate to say it, Eddie has been the best club president ever. She's that, oh, mate, you're going to be pushing a few buttons with that know, type of comment. About, I am think thinking about, about it. From, think about where they came from to where they are to be the superstar during the 2000s and that young list he's done that he's 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 transitioned uh two coaches in or three coaches really if you if you count back when he got Moldhouse across got rid of the rat pack got rid of um he's done three to four list changes as a president being there he's done an amazing job assistants have moved on he has done a wonderful job as it and built the profile of the Collingwood brand oh he's built it Beautifully, but there's also lots of other crap that's happened underneath it as well, too. I know, okay. I know, but I would, look, but as you know, Koshi, Johnny, oh, don't worry, Koshi, but Johnny Stevens said it perfectly. How can it be Ed's decision to keep Steele in the leadership group? It should come down to Bucks, full stop. Yeah, and that's, he shouldn't be happy with a, that. And that's where it's like, well, hold on a second, yeah. now he's a good mate, yeah, but just don't, Yeah, yep. I don't know. I think um, look, the thing with this year, and we've spoken about it so far. I think we're, I think this is our eighth or ninth episode for the year because we had a couple before we started. This is a crazy year all around. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Joe's asked us, you know, how long has Bucks got left? Bucks ain't going anywhere. Bucks is in a nice spot. He's had, to, he's had a, fit, he's had a number of injuries hit him. He's got some nuffies. I think the players need to take a massive 
part of this responsibility as well. Jordan Dugowie, or Jordan the Flog, as we've known him on the, on the podcast for quite a while. Like, how many times does he have to get in trouble before someone says, you know what, we're either going to suspend you big time or cut you loose? And that's what I said. When you're winning, no one cares, mate. No one cares when you're winning. Care doesn't want about it. But when you are losing and they haven't been playing that well, this stuff comes to the surface. So yes. you can you can hide all you can sweep the stuff under the carpet as much as you like, but when that when that big gust of wind known as uh, losses comes in and blows the carpet away, that stuff's still going to be seen and everybody's going to see it. Yeah, and I think that's starting to happen. It's happening with a lot of clubs as well too. Adelaide, you know, they're sitting eighteenth at the moment. They they've gone, they're going worse than Melbourne, and I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> I didn't even think that was possible. But you have a look at what's happened. In the last, mm. you know, the last 12 months. See, Melbourne made a preliminary final in 2018. Yeah. And we'll get onto them shortly because what they've served up since then has been nothing short of disgusting, atrocious. Um, but, you know, you hear the stories that came out of the camp and some of the things that they were, they were made to do. Apparently one of the things I couldn't believe this is that they had to run 100 metre sprints with the Tigers theme song blaring in the background. Now, Ross yep. Bartlett, who's uh, joined us uh, on the show tonight, is a massive, massive Richmond fan. And so he would have been absolutely mm-hmm. loving that. But, you know, having to, having to, you know, crawl tied to a tree to go to a rope while your teammates throw insults at you, not being able to speak to your family at all, like all these weird things that they did, it's, it's actually ripped the club apart. What is it with, what is it with camps? When you go, you get ridiculed for it. When you don't go, you get ridiculed for it. It's a disgrace. <laughs> but apparently, so like I said, we get all the big news here on the Lace Out chat with our beautiful community. You're the family. We love you. Quotes coming through that Darcy Moore will be at Tigerland in 2021. Take it to the bank. Well, I would say, uh, Ross, if that is correct, I think every single Richmond supporter right now would be saying... High five. What was that? High five. One more. High five. If that come to fruition, because he would just slot nicely into that back line. Grimes, Asprey, Kira Knightley. You couldn't ask for much more than that. Um, so let's put a bow on the Eddie stuff, because you didn't yep. really put a conclusion on that. So yep. what do you... so? Um, well, also all the steel side bottom stuff. So let's just quickly go back on that. So has Eddie gone too far, Peps? Yes. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And he wanted to have a bit of everything then. He wanted to bag out other clubs, but when it came back his way, no way, Jose. And that's where I don't agree. You have to, if you want, if you want clubs to be transparent, you have to be exactly the same as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think that this is just another another thing that comes up in Eddie's president slash media hat world, and I think that he will just ride the bump and continue on merrily for a very long time at Collingwood. At Collingwood, well, he might there be for a long. He might be there for quite a long while. He's going to be there for the next six weeks at the minimum because with this beautiful COVID lockdown, yes, for all our international um, and interstate viewers and listeners, as of tomorrow night, eleven fifty nine p.m. Victoria, in terms of Melbourne Metropolitan and some of the regional areas, will be going down into lockdown again. And all the parents with uh, young school kids are looking forward to every single moment of reliving the glory times, which is known as 
remote learning. And so hopefully tonight <laughs> at Low South, we're able to just take you away into fantasy land for you know, 45 odd minutes before the reality check hits your bank account around about two weeks time. Radio. Um, hey, by the way, did you hear? Um, did you hear uh, last week, Clarko going on about the rules? Oh, yep. And did you see the rule of the week this week? Oh, I, my team got done by it. Yeah, team got done by rule of the week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're a bad man, and you made me cry. That's what I felt when Christian Petrarca got tackled. Didn't have a chance to get rid of it. The guy's holding the ball to his chest. He's, he's got these ones going like they say, pumping the footy up. And the umpire's going, you weren't, you weren't making an attempt. Sorry, you didn't, make, uh, you didn't make an attempt. I didn't think it was genuine enough. Yeah. Come on, AFL. You cannot, you cannot tell me that the memo went around after Clarko said that to say, hey, listen time for you guys to maybe pay this a little bit more stringently. And then what happened? The intro music played. <laughs> oh, they've got no idea, have they? The AFL. Well, the, they're trying the, their guts out. What, what they've done, what they have done over the last couple of, uh, those couple of days to get 10 Victorian clubs out of the, out of the state nothing short of brilliant but then they do things like this and it's like so the last week master class in media management by um yeah by clarko oh he did a great job so for clarko (laughs) round of applause uh, applause to you for that brilliant work that you did last week uh being able to virtually screw every other game over by dropping the ball and then you've got the goal umpire straddling the line as well. Oh. <laughs> Tell me that wasn't sure. a goal. What, what, I think the rule is if it hits, it, it bounces back in. It, it, I think that's what... I don't know what happened. <laughs> if it hits the umpire and bounces back in, is that continue play? No, it's, it's... It bounced into him, but it was going through the goals and oh, I don't know if it was a point. You can't do that. Like... Pep, it's just another... For a, for a billion-dollar game, we still have amateur hour when that sort of stuff kicks in. Have you forgot the Angus Monfrey's uh, leg break for that goal against uh, Port Adelaide versus Adelaide showdown in like 2013? No, I literally jumped from the point post. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I remember that now, yes. The ball is not round, Peps. The ball can do what – we all know an AFL ball can do what it wants to do. Yeah. An AFL ball can make you look like Liam Jetta one week and then look like... Um, oh, uh, Stephen Milner next. <laughs> it makes you look stupid. You run down the wing, you're looking amazing, and next time you take a bounce and it just literally just takes well, up on you. Well, speaking of amateur hour, the, the, chat, the, the chat lines automatically got stuck into you. <laughs> um, he's only having a go out there, the listeners and viewers. He, he's trying to do his best because, you know, he's here every single week for you. So, you know, he's, he's trying, he's having a go and, you know, let's encourage him rather than, you know, amateur hour. He's having a go and that's the main thing. Um, <laughs> all right. So the clubs are in hubs. Yes, they are. So they're all up there. Some of them took their families. Some of them didn't. It's going to be interesting now because some of them are only going to be up there for a couple of weeks, maybe a month at the most. But now with this lockdown kicking in, 
They're going to be away for at least six weeks now. They ain't coming back. They're not coming back? Nah, they're done. They're, they're, done? Up there. they're up there until the season gets called off and Port Adelaide gets the Premiership Cup. No, there will not be. <laughs> well, Malcolm Blight, funny enough, Malcolm Blight has a very good theory on this. And his theory is, is that, uh, you know, for, for a normal game, it has to be played at least up till half time for the score to count. And whoever's in front at that particular stage, they're the winners. Okay, which I think mm-hmm. makes it, which is very valid in what he says. So his theory is, is that if we get through half a season, yep. then whoever's on top of the ladder at the halfway mark of the season, because if it gets called off for whatever particular reason, they should be deemed the premiers. Are we there yet? We're, we're, we're not that far off. Oh, Would you take that? Would you take it? Of Would? course. Absolutely. Would you take it? <coughs> yes, probably the only one I'd see. <laughs> of course you'd take it. I reckon even the Hawthorne supporters would take it and go, oh, they'd just add that to the rest of them that we've got. Anyway, and, and if it has an asterisk against it, who gives a shit? Asterisks no, are sexy. Oh. <laughs> yes, asterisks are the new hashtag. They are. They are. So I... Um, I'm sitting here. I'm yep. sitting here just making. I'm just making one of these things. Can you see on the camera what I'm doing there? Yeah. What is it? Yep. Make a world. Yeah. Because what I want to talk about is Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You know, like, I was watching that game, and I was sitting there with Big Trev. I said this earlier. I was sitting there with Big Trev, and I reckon about after the first quarter, hey, they're on today. They're on. And then about five minutes into the second quarter, I just looked at I looked at Dad and I just went, Get to the chopper! Because that... Oh, oh mate, they're <laughs> woeful. They're shit. They are... They are... They, they're just... They're poo, mate. I say to oh. you, Pebs... Did, did you I've see... Been... If you saw my rant on, on, the face, on our Facebook page after the game... I reckon that was one of my best. I was pretty happy with that one. If you hadn't had a chance, get on our Facebook page. Look for me in my uh, Melbourne Hat and Steel Panther t-shirt. Single greatest band ever. And I just ripped into them. Like I even told, I think at one stage I told uh, Simon Goodwin to go to Bunnings they got, and go to Isles 34 or whatever because they've got a sale on axes. Grab one that fits and swing it a bit. Because <laughs> what we served up on the weekend was absolute tripe. That game, Peps, and I've been waiting to say this to you, to you face to face, I suppose, in, in in a modern sense these days. <laughs> this is as close but as that game. Yeah, was the epitome of the Melbourne Football Club. It had it all. It had all of Melbourne in four quarters that you've seen in the last 25, 30 years. It had it had the flashy brilliance of Petrarca early. So you're thinking, oh, geez, they're on. They're looking good. Then you had a goalless quarter. Then you got back within the three kicks, and then you get. <laughs> you know how meatloafs. You know, you know what Tigers. All right, Tigers lost a quarter of their list, and you still lost by twenty-seven points or whatever in the end. It was Dude. literally the enemy of Melbourne. Do you know what it was? It was simply. I woke up. We watched the footy. Melbourne played like shit again. It was. It was dead set. I couldn't believe it, mate. So can I just run through some stats? 
All right. Please. So since that beautiful finals run in 2018, where we made the preliminary final, which, mind you, we did not kick a goal, not for just one quarter, but for the entire first half, we did not kick a goal. <laughs> We've been 5-21 and 21 since that particular game. Wow. All right, yeah. And two of those wins have been against Carlton for a combined win, I think it's four points or five points. So we've won two games in 12 months. Both of those were against Carlton. We can't kick. Our decision-making is poor. We're handball happy. Clayton Oliver especially. Like, and we're going to get onto him in a moment. Um, for four continuous years when... Ruse got there and the first year of Goodwin, we went up in, in terms of games. So we had a, I think it was only us and GWS were the only two teams who have won more consecutive games four years in a row and moved up the ladder four years in a row. Since then, in the last two years, there has been no improvement. There's been no development. The 666 has absolutely killed us. And what makes it even more is that we haven't even adapted. It's just, mind-numbingly dumb. And then, to top it off, right? This is the top it off. And you know what I'm talking. We were... It was about two and a half minutes to go in the game. Clayton Oliver gets a free kick in the middle of the ground and we're down by... I think it's 14 points at that stage. So it wasn't much. And there was time. He tries to... Now, he's not the greatest kick as it is, right? If anyone knows, you know, if you watch the old the Ginger Ninja, right? <laughs> he's tried to thread the needle with a pass to Petrarca. He's dropped it short and they've just gone, whoop, over down to Lynchy. Lynchy's just run in, put it through the big sticks, kicks a goal. I just looked, I just looked at Big Trev. Trev looks at me and just... Call an ambulance! <laughs> he's like, he's going red. Steve's coming out of his ears. And I was just done. Absolutely done. And no, they're not a talentless list. They've got a lot of talent. They're just absolutely stinking it up at the moment. This is the same talentless list that apparently a couple of years ago were good enough to beat Hawthorne in the finals. But no, we forgot that. But they haven't done anything since. And oh. I don't think Joe Goodnick was the greatest president of all time, which John Stevens, I loved his, 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 um, his voice in Noiseworks. He was amazing. But he, no, it's just Jamie. Like I said, Melbourne's second last is like Richmond's ninth. <laughs> it's just going to be the running joke for the next 10 years. You do realise that, you came, oh, not really close because you got Adelaide, but you're almost there, Peps. You've almost tanked legitimate for your <sighs> spot next year. Yeah, Number but, one. You but, wanna... but Jamie, can I take it one step further how dumb a club we are? Do you know that... So let's say Melbourne finished second last, okay? Mm -hmm. That entitles us to pick two in the draft, correct? Mm -hmm. Guess what happened? We traded that pick last year to North Melbourne. So oh, even yeah. if we finish last, which we won't, or second last, we still haven't like, you know, we we deliberately lost, aka tanking, to get picks 
Now oh, we're no. legitimately crap and we're not even going to get rewarded from it legally. So you traded your first round draft for something, did you? We traded it for uh, Cozzy Pickett. So we brought him up in the... So, <laughs> which I'm actually quite happy about because I reckon he's going to be all right, that kid. So they took yeah. Luke Jackson early, then they took Cozzy Pickett and they picked Trent Rivers up a little bit later on. But we haven't got a first round pick. But with all the father-sons academies and all that sort of stuff that's happening this year, and plus the COVID... There's no under 18s and it's gotta make it, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a lottery to determine who you're gonna pick up in the draft anyway. But oh dude, it was just Peps, is Cozzy Pickett a number two? No, nah, he's not number two, of course not. So you've literally traded away your pick number two for Cozzy Pickett. Nah, 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 That's nah. it. No, nah, it could have been pick eighteen in the draft if we finished first. You just don't <laughs> know. You just don't know. But there's something wrong there. Something needs to be looked into it. Um you know, everybody's come out. Everybody's come out and had a bit of a stab at the dark. I think Brad Green had a crack at us. I think he said, I'd rather get COVID-19 than watch Melbourne play. Uh, yep. Schwartz Man. has come out. So everybody's come out and said how poo they are. And they agree. They, they heart and soul stuff. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just disgusting. It's just tough. Uh, mate, they've even read, they've even, you get on the Demon Land board, they now called uh, Simon Goodwin, Simon Goodloss. Oh, good press conference by good loss again. Uh. <laughs> so no, I tell you I what, see. as long as they keep losing, I'll keep coming back because it's you were almost my my therapist <laughs> every week <laughs> to just get <laughs> stuff out. Who do we? I don't even know who we play this year, this week. I don't even care. I, oh, we well, played Gold Coast Suns this week. We'll probably go out and lose that again, and guess what will happen, Jamie? We'll turn up next week and it'll be Groundhog Day <laughs> once again. I reckon your greatest spray was um was in the car on the drive home one day. I reckon it was like a year <laughs> or two ago, and you just you didn't even talk almost. You were so angry. <laughs> was that the one where I was going shit shit shit? And then the kids started going shit 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 in the background. Yeah, mum told oh. me. Yeah, mum told me off for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I tell you what, though, you know it's going to be tough for. All right, I'm going to put. I'm, I'm putting the. Um, it's not exactly a big stretch, but I'll tell you, there's one team who will not win the grand final this year. I'm actually going to go one step further, and they will not make finals this year. Oh. Richmond. Yeah, big big outs. They've had some big outs. You know, so. So as of the weekend, or as of this week coming up, you've got Asprey out, Cochin out, Nankervis out, Prestia out, Lynch, you don't know what's going to happen with his, fing with his finger. He did play out the game last week, but it was Melbourne. Um, so th there was no backman getting near him. So the only thing that would have affected his finger would have been the cold air or the Sharon hitting it that many times. And then you've also got um, Edwards and Hooley not going up there because of uh, family commitments. So that's seven out of their best 22 who are not going to make it. So I've, I've actually, I'm pretty impressed with this, Jamie. I've actually done some research about this. Okay. All right. So what I went back and did, I had a look over the last three years at looking what's the base number of wins that you have to, or the base winning percentage that you have to have to make finals. And when I did the maths, there was one anomaly where it was a little bit higher. So I, was, I haven't factored it in, but you're looking at around about 
percent of wins. Okay. <laughs> you need fifty four percent of wins. All right. Now that's off a that's off a uh, a twenty two round season. Most teams had won twelve games to get in. On a seventeen round season, you're going to need to win at least nine of your games. Okay. Now there are twelve rounds to go. Richmond at the moment have won two. Yep. So they're going to have to win at least seven out of their next twelve. Yep. But that's just that's just to even get you in the ballpark. You're probably going to have to throw another one on top of that. So they're going to have to win eight out of their last twelve. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be playing at the MCG. At all, yep. And they're missing potentially, in, in at least for the next couple of weeks, they're going to be lo- missing at least six of their best 22. Hmm. Yep. I do not care how big the tarps are at Port Adelaide, but nothing is going to cover the loss of those players to make up the number of games that they need to make up the percentage to scrape into the top eight. And that's based on what I see at the moment with the top eight at the moment. Yeah. They're yeah, going to be I, in some serious trouble. So, listeners and viewers, if you actually think I did pretty well, then leave a comment in the uh, in the chat or in the on our Apple Podcast feed, just to let us know we actually put in the hard yards here at Lace Out because we know that's how you love your footy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of teams who are like at the moment. I'm finding it really, really hard to pick constant winners like the football seems up and down like I know Port this week got beat quite comfortably by Brisbane yeah how'd you feel about uh, that uh, you know I actually wasn't that upset by it because I knew it was coming like as as a footy fan you know you can't keep winning beating teams by 40 points yeah but it just it's Jamie sick. Jamie look who you'd beaten I know that I know that and you know, know what that. I agree with you you can only play what the teams are in front of you correct correct but you remember had a challenge. That, you just didn't. You just didn't turn up for it, mind you. Remember that. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say we're not that. We're not that far away. Remember that time when St Kilda beat Richmond in their premiership year. Remember St Kilda kicked. Yes. Forty. Yeah, they, they copped the, a spanking that one. Yeah. That's okay. Teams get beaten all the time. But um, honestly, watching it and it's gonna sound crazy, Peps, and you're gonna think I've probably drinking. I've, I've drank too much. But we kicked one six in the first quarter. You make that. I don't know, five two, and then also three, we've got yeah. a thirty point lead. Yeah, true. Yep. So I don't think we're that far. I just think that that was just a, an off night. That's all it was. Bad Brisbane kicking were... is bad football, mate. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of bad kicking this year, but it was it wasn't in, like it was interesting the, the round as well too. I have to give, I have to give credit to Essendon beating the Pies. I didn't pick that at all. But if you think about it, they didn't have Dugowie, they didn't have side bottom. They had quite a uh, tumultuous week in the media. They probably weren't mentally right for it. So they were sort of at the picking. And Essendon, especially after being three goals down early, that, that was almost that was almost turning that off and putting on another episode of Snowpiercer on Netflix. That's how bad they were going. And they just they happened to turn it around. So that was good. Yep. Um, I don't know how good he was. On the night, but I do know that there was someone who had a little bit of impact in that last quarter in that Essendon Collingwood game. Do you know who that was, 
Joby? Yeah, they um, they weren't bad. They came back. They got themselves in the front. Oh, Dylan Shield. Don't like the man bun. So yeah. That was a nice yeah. segue. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, Damo, we do play dumb footy, mate. The demons do play dumb footy. Very, very dumb footy. Thanks for joining in on chat. Uh, yeah, we're 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 pretty average, I must admit. But the fact that you watched them means that maybe we're not that bad at all. <laughs> um, what do you what do you think of the late Sunday games? I love them. I really. I, I'm actually. I think the one thing I'd really like about football at the moment is the nice spread. I love the Thursday night game. I think the Thursday night game has a really different feel. Like it's a nice little, it's like a really nice entree. Yeah. Before the up before the sexy main meal on the Friday. I really like that. I really like the Thursday night game. Friday nights is brilliant. The way they've worked out Saturdays, I, I really like as well. And even Sundays. So th- there's no real bad slots anymore. Like only it. issue only issue Saturday double header two games at once. That's a bit annoying. Yeah, but depends who's playing though. Yeah, but I want, you're I not going to have two games. You're not going to have two games. I know you like to do your research and so forth for the podcast and I you know, commend you on that. <laughs> I like to watch a lot of games too, but something has to give. Yeah, but I right, maybe move a game Later, or push a game out, or, tough, or something. I can't. You know, listeners, viewers, tell us what would you do? What what game would you get rid of if you could? If you could get rid of a game on the weekend, which one would it be? Tell us. Leave it Maybe. on the chat. Leave it in the comments. Leave it on the uh, Apple Podcast page. Tell us what you think. I don't know. We're in the COVID times, Peps. We could really do what we wanted to. There's no crowd, so might as well just do something. Yeah, exactly right. I don't think you really have much choice over it, to be honest, as well. But look. They played some really good footy on the weekend. They were fantastic. The Saints, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm officially at the moment. I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the cupboard. I'm going to cut myself a piece of humble pie. And they would not be known as shit Kilda anymore. They are St. Kilda until further notice. Okay? But if you lose two in a row, you're back to it. But, yes, played all right. Eston played fantastic footy. The Eagles finally got a win up at the hub. Mind you, they did play... A bit of an undermanned Sydney. Oh, the Cats, stunk. the Cats and Suns game. It was actually a good game for the first minute and a half. Yeah. But as soon as Raul went down with his shoulder, and that's he's not back for the rest of the year. It's been confirmed today. So he will not be coming back, which is an absolute shame. So he's going to have nine Brownlow votes, be dominating the rising star, and will not win either of them. Yeah. So that's going to be a shame because he is a gun. He's a gun footballer, and I know he's a new sex symbol for every redhead footballer out there. He's the new Lingy. Oh no, he, he's yeah, he's Lingy, but he's got he's got some spunk about him. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, uh, the doggies. I tell you what, they're sort of mm, all the doggy supporters out there. I reckon you're getting a bit of Chubbs Farquhar. They played some good footy against North on the weekend. Smashed them by forty nine. Yeah. They're just ticking along nicely, aren't they? They're the ones that, if they can cement themselves a top four, they can do it. And this is the year for anything to happen. Ooh, it's, it's just, they're just doing some beautiful things down there at the Western Oval. 
unfortunately they, they can't control COVID out in Footscray, but they've been able to control everyone down there at the uh, Marvel Stadium. We're going to trot for the doggies. Beautiful. Who have they got this week? Carlton. Oh, make it four. That's a buy. <laughs> um, and then you had... Oh, Adel- can- all right. Talk about Super Sunday. Super Sunday was actually known as Shiteful Sunday because our game was bad. But if you had a chance to watch any of the, of the Adelaide Fremantle game that was before it, I just wonder how many televisions were broken or how many, how many KO slash Fox footy subscriptions were cancelled. What do you reckon? Yeah. I reckon there'd be a few because it was, not, it was not pretty at all. It was disgusting. It was awful. Adelaide, you know what, Pepso? Uh, they're shocking. How bad are Adelaide at the moment? Do you know what, Pepso? The Adelaide and Dockers game was still more watchable than the Collingwood-Richmond game to kick off the season oh, again. So I, yes, Jamie. How, how, uh, Jamie, 100% right on that. But it was disgusting. Tex Walker, yeah. tell you what, he must have photos. He must have photos of Matthew Nix or somebody, of, or of Rusciuto or someone because how he's not dropped, I've got no idea. He, he has to get that this week. I don't think he got a kick on the weekend. I think that's it for him for the season. You reckon he's done? Maybe, or maybe for his career at the moment. Jeez. Oh. He was a gun a couple of years ago. That's the, that's the hard thing about it. He was good. Maybe he needs to get on no, the Charlie Dixon diet. No kicks. No kicks? He got kicks. But he got no goals. Didn't score. He's a forward. Didn't score anything. Yeah. Well, understandable. And then you had the, the Hawthorne game to finish off the weekend. Can I just say... One of the most overrated players, who's the media darling, who plays for Hawthorne, James Sicily. He is a spud. <laughs> I don't rate him at all. And Sean Burgoyne, hang it up, mate. You're cooked. You've got one year too one year too long. They just they could they couldn't do anything on the weekend. They were kicking him from everywhere. Did you see Finn Layson's shot from the boundary, I think it was, or Himmelberg? He was like three rows back getting a Chiquito from the snack bar and he slotted it from there. Put on his boot, yeah. Oh, that was del- delicious. I love yep. seeing Hawthorne get beaten. It's nothing better. And, and you only have to go on to AFL.com and just look at the player stats. Literally the top half is just GWS. Oh. Like all... Hawthorne players at the bottom of the I list. know. Can we go through a couple? Let's go through a couple. James Frawley, who, you know, left Melbourne. Mind you, he's got a flag. I'll give him that. Uh, eight disposals, six kicks, two handballs, and nothing else to report on. Ooh, now, one of the ones, oh, I can't believe you got rid of him. I can't believe you, I can't believe Melbourne got rid of him and you kept Oscar McDonald. Uh, <laughs> Sam Frost. Whoa. He had a blinder with nine disposals. Four kicks, five handballs, four marks and two tackles. Oh, he had a blinder. Paul Puopolo, Puppy. Yes, he was. Puppy. Oh, don't. And Paul Puopolo, he's done. He's finished. Oh, he's been- Stratton did nothing. There's my name. There's my mate, James Sicily, disgracing the great number six. And I don't really care if he's a premiership player because that doesn't mean anything. Because I'll tell you what, Marlon Pickett is a premiership player. 
What about Tom Scully pets? Oh, I had a Tom Scully go. Whoa, he had a he got eleven disposals. At least he got in a double figures. You know and, what? Uh, like you know good Hawthorne. You know good. Who else? Yeah, he had four tackles, so well done, Tom. Oh, four tackles. Oh. Yeah, you have a look at the stats, it's just like green. It's like orange, 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 orange. Tom Mitchell. Yeah, there he goes. Tom Mitchell, 24, 24 touches. Good on him. Another 13 sheepdog handballs around the back. How many goals did Chad Wingard kick this week? Oh, let me just check because he's a superstar. He's awesome. Do you remember the way that he, he was spoken up about last week? Remember Lee Mack was on talking about the Chad. We love the Chad. How did the Chad go this week? Uh, the Chad kicked two points. Or oh, the Warpedo. He was good. Oh, the Warpedo. How did the Warpedo? I'll just keep scrolling down, Jamie. Oh, the warp. He had 16 touches, 12 kicks. No. Yes, 12 kicks, four handballs, did nothing. We could go through the whole team. That's how bad they were. That was shocking. Nah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so. I don't know, mate. They're, they're no good. Brownlow Chad. Yeah. Um... No chance. No chance. <laughs> I tell you who's going to win. I tell you what. Put your money on this. Put your money on this. If Lockie Neal does not win the Brownlow this year, there is something wrong. He would have four close to be- four virtual best on grounds in five rounds already. Yeah, he was good. He's he's just he's just got better. He he is Grange. He is he's just getting better. And, you know what's the different, and here's the thing. The difference of what Brisbane have done and, and unfortunately what other teams haven't done is that they, they played their kids. In their bad times, they played their kids. And now they're all just McStay, uh, Andrews, uh, the big blanky dude full forward. Of, he's just giving me a, a – oh, I just brain farted. Oh, you know, the big lanky dude full forward. Yeah. Come on, mate, work it out. Hip good, no, hip wood, hip wood. I know you're talking about. Yeah, well, you did because I, I don't like him. I think he's terrible. Oh, he's he's, but he's just, just they're just playing him and they're getting the confidence. Other teams hang on to their old players too long, and you know my club's worth one of those. Don't play the just play the kids for Christ's sake. Give them the confidence. Take yeah. one step back, move two steps forward. It's not good enough. Um, radio. Anything else on your radar at the moment? Anything that you want to ask listeners, viewers? Ask us a question. Like I said, if you ask it, we will answer it. We've already spoken about Richmond tonight. What were we've, already, we've already said what's gone wrong with Melbourne. We've already gone on about Collingwood. These were questions asked by the great people in the Lacebook, uh, Lacebook, the Lacebook, I can't even say, the Lace Out Facebook page. So ask us the questions. Um, anything else on there? No, nah, there wasn't anything else because uh, we addressed them. Um, but I know, I know as we go on with this beautiful broadcast every single week, the beautiful community out there um, always uh, contribute and ask their quality questions. I will throw a question out there. Who would, whose position would you rather be in at the moment? If you're a coach, who would you rather be? Would you rather be Matthew Nix? Mm-hmm. Or Simon Goodwin? Easy. Easy question to answer. Yeah, who? I'd rather... Be Matthew Nix. How come? Because literally no expectation, and he doesn't. He's got the worst pack of supporters in the AFL to deal with. Adelaide. 
No, no, being being Melbourne. So Simon Goodwin has the pressure of, ooh, the Melbourne Football Club and the cheese and the crackers. Who's <laughs> the football? We're going to sit in the MCC. Where, where, where are we playing in France? Les <laughs> Ants, <laughs> <laughs> number one podcast. <laughs> Still got the uh, the stiff upper lip. Oh. Um, where you are, you're all thirsty. We talk about thirsty on on. Uh, on, on Tinder and all those things, Melbourne are thirsty. They just want any sort of action and it has to be now and it has to be immediate and they're so dying for it and, and, and everything's wrong with the club. At least with Adelaide, no one no one did expect him to be good. In fact, they were expecting him to be worse. I think we just have where to, I think we just have to set him on another high. camp. Set him on another camp. Might work. I know the grand finals played in Melbourne. I know, I understand that. But there's a difference between the grand final being played in Melbourne and Melbourne playing in the grand final. And they're two completely different topics altogether. Uh, feedback is that Eddie Maguire needs to leave the media like Sam has done. I don't think it's going to happen. He's on too many TV shows. He's on Foxtel. He's on his Channel 9 shows. He's got his own media company. It's going to be too hard for him. It's like a junkie, mate. Once, they've got, once they get that taste... They got, they've got to get that fix. And his fix is talking about his club. He's not going to go anywhere, unfortunately. No. Um, Rightio. Uh, what are, any other things, any, any other quick hitters that you've got to um, finish up with before we wrap up another amazing episode uh, of the number one podcast John in COVID-19 times? Yep. John Stevens asked if you can remind everyone how many days it's been since Essendon has won a finals match. Uh, yes, I can definitely do that. Before we do that, just let you know that uh, Hayden Crozier from the Bulldogs has failed in his attempt to get his suspension overturned for his sling tackle. I thought he was a bit stiff, to be honest. Oh, they're trying to stamp it out. Though. I know they're trying to stamp it out, but there was no malicious. Even the one that the guy caught from Adelaide. Did you see the spear tackle one they did on the guy? It was like a it was like a a Roman Reigns spear in the uh, WWE. Yeah, yeah, he picked yeah. him up and just spiked him. I can understand that one because they don't want the spiking aspect of it. Get that wholeheartedly. Uh, but in terms of the Crozier one, I think he was just he took the free kick, came back on the ground. I think because he had the cut. If he didn't have the cut, it probably wouldn't have been that bad. Would have been all no. right. So, uh, alrighty. Um, other questions that you got for us? Um, no, nothing, nothing from, nothing from me. Okay. Uh, give me a, it has been, uh, John yeah. Stevens and all the listeners out there and all my Essendon supporters who gave me stick on the weekend, 5,479 days since you've won a final. <laughs> We've had two COVID breaches. We've had two yeah. national lockdowns. Yeah. We've had more prime ministers. Yeah. We've had everything. Yeah. I think, when did you join the league? 97, nice. didn't you? Yeah. Why? Well, I can't, do you know that there's been two clubs join the AFL since Essendon last won a final? It's been all happening. That's a lot. How many clubs have been done for tanking? Yeah. How, well, how many clubs come close to a merge or being offered oh. money to move? Oh, no, that was in 1996. Thank goodness Hawthorne didn't merge with Melbourne. 
Jeez, how embarrassing would that have been for Melbourne if they joined us? Um, Rightio. Um, hey, listen, tomorrow night, listeners, Tipped Out is back because it's tipped out. Our tips every week, doodle-doodle-doodle-doo, Jamie and I. Last week, oh, you smashed me, mate. You smashed me in the tips. For some reason, I picked Melbourne. I will make you another bet. I will not be picking them. They're going this week. The Suns are going to smash us. Uh, but we've got some cracking games coming up. Just to give you the heads up for the people out there who haven't got their phone at the moment because they're um, watching us. Some absolute belter games this week. Uh, Thursday night. Let me just go through some of these games. All right. Cats versus Lions. Now, the teams haven't come out yet. So we've got third versus second. Cats versus Lions on Thursday. Friday night, Collingwood versus Hawthorne. How did Hawthorne get another fr- another Friday night game? They're putrid this year. Oh, then we've got the Dockers versus the Saints on Saturday. Eagles versus the the Battle of the Birds. Eagles versus the Crows. That's going to be an absolute belter. The Dees versus all the Suns in Canberra. That's going to be ooh, that'd be a good one too. Essendon versus North. Port versus the Giants. That's going to be a corker, Jamie. I'll tell you what, that's a Metricon too. Um the 11th plate Tigers versus the Swans. And to finish off the round, the Blues versus the Doggies. We've got some mm, tasty, tasty modules to consume on the weekend in the terms of footy. So it's going to be big. But um, I think, mate, that is another week of lace out, tied up. Once again, everybody who's joined in, thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart and, and Jamie's heart as well too. Because without you, our show is nothing without our listeners and also the community who get on and be part of the show every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page. So good luck for your teams this week. Um, I'll be going to church on Saturday, praying for some sort of effort and maybe Clayton Oliver probably kicking the ball straight. That would be fantastic. Um, Otherwise, look, if if it's the worst case scenario, we're going to be here next Tuesday night having a bit of a chat. You're going to talk to me and we'll be just reflecting on another episode of as the Demons play poo. But hey, good luck to your team on the weekend. Have a great week. Jamie Wallace, the host with the most. How do you love your football, my friend? I like it lace out. And I do too. Have a great week, listeners. And... Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.